parlays and player props for week 10 in the NFL is back today. I'm going to talk about my four favorite props for Sunday, an underdog fantasy parlay and a money line parlay as well. Let's talk about last week's video. Can't sugarcoat it. We didn't do too great. I'll put up our season long record on the season. We are 1-0 on player props this week so far. Deontay Foreman crushed his rushing yards prop. I don't plan on losing a prop this weekend. Let's dive right into my favorite ones. My name's Austin from Call on Our Shot. If you're new to the Call on Our Shot channel, do me a favor, go down below, hit that subscribe button. Trying to hit 100,000 subscribers one day. We're over halfway there. We certainly would appreciate it. It only takes a second. Drop a like too. This video is sponsored by Underdog Fantasy as I talked about at the top of the show. If you sign up for Underdog using code COS or the link in the description, you get 100% deposit match. It's free money. Take advantage. We'll have our Underdog Fantasy parlay a little bit later on in the video. Let's dive into my first prompt. One of the best running backs in the NFL. Nick Chubb, we're taking his over, 78 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 on BetMGM. Probably play this up a couple more yards, probably up to 82 and a half. And Chubb obviously is a member of the Cleveland Browns, and they are in Miami, coming off their bye week, taking on the Dolphins. Now, one of my favorite spread picks for this week is in this video. That video is posted on Wednesday. Go check it out. It'll be linked at the end, as well as in the comment section down below. But let's talk about Chubb. Chubb has been uh, pretty good this year. Pretty dang good. He's averaging 105 rushing yards per game, 5.6 yards per carry. And the Dolphins defense, about middle of the pack, not the worst rush defense in the league, not the best. And look at Chubb. He's just been a wagon. This guy's hit this over in seven of eight games so far this year. His only miss was a game that the Browns got blown out. He only had 12 rushing attempts in that game. And the Browns lost by 23. Like the Browns lose by 20 plus points. He's not probably not going to hit that. But I think the Browns at least keep this game close. And his rushing attempts set at 17 and a half. That's the line for rushing attempts. And I don't necessarily say he goes over that. He normally finishes around that 16, 17, 18 line. It's actually, in fact, gone under 17 and a half and half the games this, so far this season. But assuming Chubb gets close, he gets 15 or more carries, something he's done in almost every game except for that blowout game. Chubb, when he gets 15 or more carries, it's been pretty dang good his whole career. Chubb has 80 plus rushing yards in 37 of 46 career games. That's 80.4% of the time when he sees 15 or more carries. In fact, five of the nine misses in his career came in 2019 before then. And look, over the last three seasons, it's an 87.5% hit rate if he sees the ball 15 or more times. I think he sees that on Sunday against the Dolphins. I don't think they want to get into a shootout against Miami with Tua, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. I think they want to keep this game as slow scoring as they can, or at least a close game. I think they run the ball a lot. Nick Chubb should have a very, very good day. We're taking his over 78 and a half rushing yards for one unit. Our first player prop of the day. There's not a lot of better running backs than the NFL than him, but this is one that you could argue because Derrick Henry taking his over 106 and a half rushing yards, minus 115 on DraftKings, a hefty line for the king but look i'm down to run run it with him because this guy's been crushing it he's back to form and he's just been crushing these lines over the past couple weeks i expect another big day for him on sunday in tennessee in nashville taking on the broncos now ryan Tannehill, please we need you back and i think he's projected to start he's been a full practice participant the past couple days and we need him back out there because malik willis they're afraid to let him throw the ball in can't really blame him a ton but ryan Tannehill at least gives him a threat passing because malik willis willis the last two games no threat. They're just not even trying to throw it with him. At least Ryan Tannehill can make some throws. But this is a Broncos secondary. Very, very good. So it's hard to throw against them, but you actually can run against this team a good amount. The Broncos allowing 4.9 yards per carry, sixth highest in the NFL. And in fact, if you look at the running backs against them, they haven't faced a ton of rushing attempts. It's not like they've been facing a lot of guys like King Henry, who's going to lead the league in, in rushing attempts on the year, assuming he doesn't get injured. I mean, in fact, only two running backs this season have had more than 15 rushing attempts. And that looked at Travis Etienne the week before the bye, back in week eight. He had 156 rushing yards versus Denver. And then a couple weeks before that, Josh Jacobs saw 28 carries, ran for 144 rushing yards versus Denver. Basically, any guy that's had a bunch of carries against them has had success. And Henry, 
I mean, come on, this guy is going to get a ton of attempts. I'll put his attempts up on the screen. 21, 13, 20, 22, 28, 30, 32, and 17 rushing attempts. 17 was only last week because they couldn't do anything on the ground. They only had the ball for, I think, 26 minutes of the time of possession, including overtime. Look, assuming they can move the sticks a little bit more, Derek Henry should see even more attempts. It's a guy that obviously could break off a 99-yard touchdown. He's done that in the past. This is a guy that over the last five games hit this over in four of them. The one game he missed, he had 102 rushing yards. So this guy, he's an absolute wagon. He's at 135.6 rushing yards per game over the last five weeks. Back into full form. The Broncos offense, not too scared of it. This is a team that always goes three and out. We could see the Titans actually lead in time of possession here. I think we see Derrick Henry have another good day. So I'll be rotten with him. Taking his over, 106 and a half rushing yards. I know it's a hefty, hefty line, but the King Henry, he will treat us nicely. I have faith in him. Now let's move on to my next and third player prop. I like this one. It's going to be a sneaky one. Foster Moreau of the Raiders taking us over 16 and a half yards for his longest reception, minus 105 on DraftKings. Now this was at 15 and a half prior to me recording the video. Went up to 16 and a half. Still take it. These lines are sharp though. I wouldn't play it much higher. Now all it takes is one reception. Moreau could have one reception for 25 yards. Cash it. That's all we need. It could happen in the first play of the game. Happen on the last play. Happen on the Hail Mary. I don't care how it gets done. We just need one reception. And I also do kind of like Moreau's over in receiving yards at like 33 and a half. And let's talk about Moreau because he's a Raider. And the Raiders are down Darren Waller. They're down Hunter Refro, both those guys on IR, and it's going to open up some targets for Moreau. Now, Waller's been missing a lot of games, but Hunter Refro's been playing the past couple weeks. But since week seven, Moreau playing a ton of snaps, 96, 100%, 97% of snaps. So he's out there a ton versus the Colts secondary. That is actually a pretty good secondary, and they're going to struggle to tap. I mean, they're going to chuck to Stephon Gilmore, a pretty good corner on Devontae Adams, probably give him double him. And the Raiders are going to need other pass catchers to step up. So I think Matt Collins has a decent game. also think Foster Moreau has a pretty good game. So like I said, I don't mind Moreau's over in receiving yards, but I could see him easily hitting this both overs. And he's probably going to need to hit both overs to hit this over in longest reception. Now, look at Moreau. Played only five games this year. Hit this over in four or five games. His lone miss was the game against the Saints, a very good team stopping tight ends. And he actually had six receptions in that game. If Moreau gets a six receptions and doesn't get us a 17 or plus yard long reception, I'd be quite surprised. Moreau is a guy that's six foot four. He's a 250 pound tight end. His reception line is sitting at three and a half. So they clearly expect him to get a couple receptions. And this is a guy, it's hard to tackle him when he gets down. And he's normally a guy running up the middle of the field that just finds the seams. And Derek Carr's not afraid to put it up to him. He's a six foot four guy. He can go over those linebackers and make these catches. And you look at tight ends against the Colts have played pretty well this season. Nine tight ends have had a 17 or plus yard long reception. And they haven't faced a lot of good tight ends, but still nine of them, at least one per week. And that included two last week when you saw John New Smith and Hunter Henry both hit this over. I'm not necessarily predicting, you know, Foster Rowe as a coming out party and it goes for hundred plus yards today, but yeah, I think he certainly could have one catch that goes at least 17 or more yards. Hopefully it's a quick and easy winner. We've had success with these long reception props i think morell will be our next winner all it takes is one it's all we're asking foster please go get it done i have faith in you one of the tallest players on the field just throw one up to him Derek carr let him do the rest foster morell over 16 and a half yards for his longest reception and my final player prop of the week and we might have another video post on saturday night we'll see how i'm feeling christian kirk of the jaguars i'm taking his over in receiving guards the only problem is the books are slow to release the line for this one. So you have to check the pinned comment. I'll be putting whatever odds I do take it. I imagine it's between 59 and a half and 62 and a half. 59 and a half is on underdog. We'll talk to them in a second. 62 and a half is on prize picks. Should be in the lower 60s and I'm fine with that. I think this is a guy that easily can get a 75, 75 plus yards and I don't think his line will be that high. Now let's talk about Kirk because last week we took his prop. He treated us nicely. He gave us 76 receiving yards and we like that. He cashed it and we love him for that. Now I do imagine Kirk gets 
probably a line Friday afternoon. I'm recording this Friday morning-ish. Should get a line probably Friday afternoon once we see if Evan Ingram is back or not. But Trevor Lawrence last week when Kirk had, you know, 76 receiving yards, we saw Trevor Lawrence only throw for 235. This week against the Chiefs, they're nine and a half point underdogs, so game script could be on our side. And they're going to have to throw to keep up with the Chiefs. The Chiefs prior to last week were allowing 277 passing yards per game, the second slash third most in the NFL to be tied with, I believe, the Steelers. Now, last week obviously deflated their numbers as they played Malik Willis and the Titans, who threw for 57 yards. So I'm throwing that game out. That game doesn't count. The Titans weren't even trying. They didn't even complete a pass to a wide receiver. But this week, they'll have to at least have to throw it a lot. I think the Jaguars in. Look, Kirk is Lawrence's number one option. And you look at his targets the last couple weeks, 10. Seven, nine targets in the last three weeks, returning to that elite usage that he saw in the first four weeks of the season for like a one or two week stint where it was just like, oh, we aren't throwing it to him. He's back to that elite usage. And I think he's going to see a lot of usage in this game as they're trying to come from behind, likely against the Kansas City Chiefs offense that puts up points like no other team in the league. You look at prior to that Titans game, the five previous games, the Chiefs allowed the following receiving yards to other wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk at 82, his teammate Ray Ray McLeod, 65, which likely will cash the over. Stefan Diggs at 148, his teammate Gabe Davis, 74. Devontae Adams, 124. Mike Evans, 103. Chris Godwin, his teammate likely goes under, but 59. You saw Alec Pierce of 61. Michael Pittman Jr., 72. All those guys just in the last five weeks, excluding that Titans game. Kirk should see a great usage. Chief secondary is decent, got a lot of young guys, but decent but not the best in the league i think we'll see kirk have a pretty good day if we can get this line to low 63 and a half that would be lovely definitely check the pin comment like i said you'll see my updated line with whatever line i end up taking and which book i'm on but i'll also be playing it on underdog fantasy speaking of underdog this sponsor video by them sign up using code cos get 100 deposit match up to 100 bucks the link's also in the description description which does that too we have our underdog parlay four legs I put 20 bucks on it to turn into 200. Sign me up. First leg is Christian Kirk's over in receiving yards, 59 and a half. I think that line is going to be lower than what we get it on a lot of books. But you know, I obviously we'll track what the regular sports books have, but we got it in here. All we need is 60 from him. Now, Nick Chubb and Derrick Henry find their way in here. I don't need to talk about them anymore. The only guy that I haven't talked about yet is Saquon Barkley, over 120 and a half rushing plus receiving yards. Now, I strongly, strongly consider taking his rushing yards prop at 93 and a half, but Saquon was a big lean of mine. I just didn't want to take it, but I think he has a big day. Maybe I take it on the Saturday video if I do end up doing one. But Saquon coming off a bye, taking on the Texans who have just been giving up rushing yards like it's going out of style. But also Saquon can take a reception for 70 yards. That's what he's capable of doing. He's one of their bigger pass catchers. So I think we'll see Saquon have a pretty good day. If you have him in fantasy, probably should get him into your fantasy lineups if you're smart. And I think Saquon has a big day against the Texans, a team that really struggles to stop the run, stop basically anything, but especially the run. We've seen a lot of running backs hit this. I mean, you saw Derrick Henry, what, a couple weeks ago, have 220-something yards against him. I think Saquon has a big day. So he's the fourth leg to ramp up that, uh, that underdog parlay. If you want to tail me, sign up for underdog using code COS. You get 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. I certainly would appreciate it. And finally, it's time for the Moneyline parlay. I won't lie to you, which probably ain't hit. But I do it for the fans out there. We've probably lost four or five straight. Today, we're going to five teams, all money line. Let's see dive into it. We're going Titans, Steelers, Chiefs, Giants, and 49ers, plus 727 odds. Just sprinkling on it. Look, these uh, money line parlays are probably the hardest bet in the NFL to hit. Anything can happen on any given Sunday. We see upsets left and right every single week. And so uh, hitting these consistently is very tough. If you find people that can hit it consistently, send them my way. I'll just tail put their parlay here. But I'll talk about each of the teams. Chiefs, Giants, 49ers. 
They're all bigger favorites. Giants might be the sketchiest one. I think the 49ers on Sunday night football get it done. And if we get the Sunday night football with the four other legs cashing, you can always hedge. But I think they all get those those legs done. It's Titans and Steelers, a little bit sketchy. Titans, I'm not betting on the Broncos. You get the wrong guy. I think they can beat them. They're a very good team off a loss. Obviously coming off a loss last week against the Chiefs. I like the Titans to bounce back, especially being at home. Steelers. It was they were one of my spread leans in my spread picks video. You can check that one out. I'll put it on the screen in a second. I just think the Steelers have the winning recipe against this. I mean, the, both these both these two teams stink. And the leans have been doing really well in those videos. You'll see understand when you watch it. I think the Steelers can get it done on Sunday. Plus 727 odds. I'll I'll sprinkle on it. It's a money line parlay, guys. It, it, there's these are impossible to hit, but I like these five teams. We'll see. Hopefully we celebrate a winner next week. But as always, appreciate you guys for tuning in. My NFL Week 10 best bets video with my three favorite spread picks, plus two other leans, one of them being the Steelers. Check that video, it's popping up on the screen. If we do do a do do a Saturday video for props and maybe touchdown scores, that'll be popping pop up on the screen as well. Not sure if we'll do it. We'll see if we get some more lines by then. Appreciate you guys as always for tuning in. I'm Austin. I'm signing out. Sign up for underdog. Links in the description. See you guys there. Peace out.